0: As we start into this, we're going to be talking about explosive areas and exponential growth. And I know, Sanjeev, you were on stage earlier. What's something like, what's a way that you're able to sort of carve out and protect your area? I know we talked about your technology. I think you said it was technology agnostic. How are you able to do that to sort of protect yourselves from competitors that are in that space when maybe you're still trying to get your own track record? Or what are you doing in that space to sort of differentiate yourself?
1: I think think it's uh, having passion in the business is very important, right? Doing things right. It's not that you grow big with big things. You get your small things right, small acts right. Uh, EQ is very important. You get the right people working with you. Uh, Keep them motivated motivated, and uh, they enjoy. I I mean, we have a track record of people who have worked with us for 10, 15, 20 years. Okay, that speaks for itself. However, uh, it's not uh, an overnight success. It's progressive. So we keep it on with uh, people, the passion, and uh, magic happens.
0: <laughs> no, it sounds like it. Congratulations on the growth. Um, why don't we do this? Noah, how about yourself? What's something that you're able to do to sort of carve out your own space or sort of protect it? Or how are you able to show your own track record in this exponential market opportunity you're taking?
2: Yeah, so we, we lend money. Lending and prostitution are the two oldest businesses in the world. <laughs> so there's, it's kind of tough to, <laughs> to Block people from from getting into the lending industry, but
0: glad you chose the first one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: we've got we've got morals, so we chose lending. Um, but no, I think it's just at the end of the day, it's service and doing what you say you're going to do, either for your borrowers or for your investors, and just trying to set yourself apart.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, how about for yourself? Sure. Yeah. So uh, there's a quote by Ray Dalio. I think he says, "pain plus reflection." equals progress and I think it's just so important to listen to the challenges of the people that we're serving. Uh, During the 2008 crash uh, before that you know a lot of people said hey I'm overpaying for properties I feel like this 1031 exchange is not the best use of, of buying the deals that I want to buy but I feel kind of trapped by this and we thought at Marcus and Millichap, that was the way to help people was just do the 1031 exchange. And then it wasn't when 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 people had too much debt, not enough liquidity or diversification. And so listening and seeing and sensing that pain and seeing the turmoil. I was in Sacramento it was one of the biggest boom-bust cities, I think, in the, in the country. In fact, I think Lincoln at the time was the fastest-growing city in America in 2006. Um, and so I just saw the pain and we re- re- reflected and I had an opportunity to meet somebody who who had a special solution that was beyond the 1031 exchange. And in, being in commercial real estate my whole life, it was kind of like old dog new tricks it was tough and so just being willing to learn something that was new and a little bit different but provided a direct solution to the problem which is timing and we're seeing that even right now with investments that interest rates are typically you know higher than the cap rates right and maybe sellers will come around at a certain point but in the meantime what do we need we need opportunity to have powder dry tax-deferred, diversified, liquid, and ready to pounce on opportunities. And so understanding the key problem and then providing a key solution to that and being that guide along the way is gonna make all the difference. And so we just focus like a laser on that every single day and then partnering with those who've already proven a track record. I think Jacob said it well on a couple of panels ago, finding the best multifamily mobile home park, self-storage operators, that happens to be more our, our focus and our love, right? But also our clients have their own niches of business that they can go into. So having that flexibility with the vehicle that can do that, when um, you put those things together, then it just tends to, uh, to work.
0: And for others that have that same laser focus as you, do you differentiate yourself by trying to build those relationships first and just nurse those or...? What are you yeah, doing It's a that great
3: way? question. So uh, we have the podcast, the YouTube channel. We bring on amazing people like Richard, who are who are best in class at what they do. Um, and then we partner with those that do. And and we our niche is the deferred sales trust, although my company's capital gains tax solutions. And so we do have a deep understanding of 1031 exchanges, Delaware statutory Trust, donor advised funds. Uh, but we're we're not going to be doing those. We're gonna we're gonna put those to the best. So we're gonna bring in the best, and we're gonna be the best in our niche space. And then we're gonna strategically align the, of those others who are doing those those niches. Okay. Perfect. And Peggy, how about yourself?
4: You should come on our show. I'd <laughs> yeah, love to. Okay, good. Uh, so, strategy is super important every day. Doesn't matter what the what the eco- eco- economic. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on with my mouth. Uh, with the economic <laughs> situations because it's always always changing. So you have to be ready to pivot. So in. 20 whatever 2020 I guess it was when covid started we could no longer go out anywhere and how are you building relationships and meeting people so we got on zoom which we'd been on for about 7 years and we became nationwide we started meeting people all across the united states that were syndicators they started to come into us and we continued coming to richard's meetings all that time and have met some really great people. So that's one strategy. You always have to have strategic thinking. Uh, Another, just as a quick story, Uh, we bought a retail, uh, this is a group that I was in. We syndicated a retail in uh, Austin, not in Austin, in uh, San Antonio. And this was in 2005 went to the bank to get the loan on it, we raised the capital for it, and they said that we didn't have enough equity in it. So what do you do, strategic thinking. So we pivoted, we had a self-storage that was free and clear, we brought that to the bank. The bank said, oh, we'll take that. So we cross-collateralized, and we didn't have to bring in any more cash. So having that kind of thinking, taking it out to the people, You just have to be as creative as you could be. There's just hundreds of ways to put deals together. So strategic thinking.
0: I love it. And I think a few of you talked about doing a show together. I know you talked about your radio program. What's the number one way to like, I guess, educate people about your space or the investment opportunity or this growth? So is there a certain channel that you use? Is there a certain audience that you go for, for whether it's someone who's providing network solutions or doing these diversified real estate projects or on the tax side? what's sort of your focus of trying to educate those in the space? And while we, Peggy, why don't we start with you?
4: Okay, so we have a show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, and we invite people like you, people who have expertise in different areas, usually re- related somehow to real estate, because that's who we, edu- we educate people about real estate. So it's our investors that come on and potential investors who come on. We invite a lot of different I know John Bowers is here somewhere, but we invite many IRA companies to come on to explain how IRAs work, for instance, and how you could use that money and why Roths are so good, et cetera, like that. We bring on tax people to educate about taxes. It's, what I'm amazed about is how, how much people don't know. It's like what Kip just talked about. Everyone should have a wealth advisor, but do they? Do we have a wealth advisor? They think, oh, well, I have to make the money first. No, go get the advice so you know how to make the money.
0: No, I love that. Uh, Noah, how about yourself?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think with any business, warm leads are, are always, you know, a little bit more convertible. So we try to have, you know, happy hours, get togethers with our existing investors and, and encourage them to bring uh, bring a friend or bring multiple friends so we can meet people through warm introductions.
3: Okay. And Brett? All, all of those things, uh, plus I think the, kind of Richard said it well too, influence influencers, right? So a, a strategy called the Dream 100. So who are the top 100 people if you had a chance to show your service or the value that you could bring? that would be the big domino that the, their list of the people they influence would, would come and, and, and be receptive to what you provide. So make a list of the top 100, if it's commercial real estate brokers, if it's if and a advisors, if it's estate planning attorneys, CPAs, whatever that particular person is, go out and serve them and help them build their business, make it easier, send them referrals in a way that's going to be mutually beneficial. And th- that really helps. And, and then of course, have the podcast. If you haven't had one yet, I encourage you to get that going. YouTube channel, uh, start recording content. When I first, on a video i wasn't uh excited about getting on video uh, but i did it anyways and and uh fast forward we have a best-selling book now and we've, we've had a chance to get uh you know kevin Harrington from shark tank in the book with us and that's helped as well to uh, kind of implement that dream 100 strategy so uh, and then hire a full-time video uh you know editor podcast editor so you're not doing that stuff you're doing you're, you're doing other things you're creating the content but they're they're the ones that are organizing it and putting it out to all the different channels yeah
0: no that makes sense so i guess something too is also knowing who you're trying to reach and then how they want to digest that information educational thing so if they're only into podcasts if they're into youtube that's great you know they probably might not be making tiktok videos or maybe they are if that's your audience so make sure like what you're delivering is something that they're looking for or make sure that's part of like a thought through process of the funnel and pipeline that you're trying to build but how about for yourself
1: i guess uh, uh, for us we look at it regional wise and uh, there are different stakeholders uh, so, in our region, there's a lot of consultants. So, we do a lot of lunch and learn. Uh, LinkedIn works a lot. Uh, we do make uh, uh, a lot of effort on marketing. And then, we want to take it to another region. We work with the right partners. Mm-hmm. And uh, those partners, we share ideas. And as as I said earlier, I mean, we keep our systems open source. So, we want to make an ecosystem where everybody can come and contribute. And... Uh, We want to make this world a better place than where it was. Uh,
0: While we do this, I guess same thing as well. Why don't you talk about region-wise, though? So exponential growth, is there any kind of comparisons that you're finding between the different regions as you're expanding into those different areas? Or anything that you're seeing that way for anyone here that might be looking to get into different regions or perhaps are talking to investors in different spaces?
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, the scale is different from region to region. Uh, If I'm looking at Southeast Asia, it's more of industrial. I'm looking at America's, it's both, but I would say the real estate out here is a big opportunity. Uh, Europe is kind of uh, very uh, conscious, and they're very uh, careful about energy spend, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the latest situation with the war. But uh, you've got to make efforts comp- completely different from region to region. You know. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And are y- is everyone here, where are your regions? Are they mostly focused here in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, yes, yes. No.
0: makes sense. Makes sense. Um, why don't we do this? What's a $100,000 investment or just sort of insight that you'd be able to offer to someone who's looking to either grow their business with that same exponential growth that you're seeing within your own or within your own market or what's something that you'd be able to find that might be able to help leapfrog them up to that next level of business operations on what they're doing? It could be a practice in your own industry, could be something specific or something more general that could be open. Uh, Peggy? Well, real
4: estate <laughs> Real estate. You, you heard Mark earlier. Mark's talking about he always goes in and he buys off market deals. You make your profit going in. What I have found lately is peop- young people are not being educated that way anymore, and that's part of what the problem is, particularly in in Texas with the multifamily. Uh, Always make your profit going in. Find the niche that you like and go make money. Find the people that are good sponsors. If, and hook, if you have never done it before, go hire them to work with you so that you get a good reputation, so that now you could raise the capital yourself. So they'll come work with you because, like us, we only work with people that have experience. We're not working with somebody that's not tried and true. It's too dangerous. Our job is to protect the investor.
3: Mm -hmm. Now that makes sense. Uh, Brett, how about yourself? Yeah, um, tomorrow I'll be speaking on this a little bit more, but what does $84 trillion mean to you, America, and, and investors? And so if you're in the business of raising capital, you really got to understand where the capital is coming from. A couple people have touched on it. The largest will change in the history of the planet is happening now in the next 18 or so years, estimated $84 trillion. Different numbers on that, but Marcus Milchap, John Chang talked about that. And so understanding where the capital is coming from is so important. And then the question is, what's the bridge to help the capital to flow into your deal, your opportunity? And that's where we focus like a laser on what's called tax flow, not just cash flow. And the tax flow has to do with the capital gains tax somewhere between 25 and 50% of the proceeds are going to be wiped out with depreciation recapture, depending on what state you're in and uh, and what kind of asset you own. So understanding just that nuance that it's death and taxes are so, so crucial. And if you can be a part of helping to solve that, that's going to be a big way to propel your business uh, because you're offering more value, more solutions to just, uh, uh, for people who are exiting highly appreciated assets. And that's primary homes, that's cryptocurrency. That's a great example. We helped a couple of crypto people exit a few years before the crash. And so uh, understanding that this is a big pain point they went through, reflecting on what happened and saying, how do I be in front of the curve if it does come back for people who want to be in real estate? Understanding that a lot of people who are in crypto actually want to be in real estate, right? So understanding those connections and understanding how to bridge that gap and be that resource for people can help you to raise more capital, invest in more deals, and uh, hopefully grow your business. No, makes sense. No
2: yeah i mean i think just leveraging yourself and your company uh through good people and technology i mean obviously everybody knows all the ai advancements that are going on right now um if i think if you don't figure out how to implement it in your business your your business is going to die um so making sure either if you have somebody on your team um or a team of people that can look into that and figure out how to uh better your business with it or finding a good consultant or outside company that that can help you with that
0: okay uh sanjeev how about yourself
1: uh you know the, the thing is that everything is changing and it's rapidly changing and i kept saying this that uh we don't go for disruption and a disruption mm-hmm. we go for adoption right so make use of what's there and upgrade it uh take it to the next level we've done it and uh, I believe uh, there's an exponential growth in that path for us. So uh, if I got your question right, uh, this is how we feel that uh, this is going to be multi-fold. We, are, we were less than a million dollars. We're going to seven million dollars. And then we have a order book of hundred million dollars. But the upside is so infinite. mm mm-hmm okay did i answer the question no that makes sense on that but i mean yeah so i guess is there a
0: one hundred thousand dollar piece of advice that you'd give someone that in addition to sort of finding that exponential growth or that opportunities or something maybe that you've been able to use personally like a specific example
1: maybe okay so sorry about that no 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 yeah. just to dig in further
0: the first was great
1: yeah i mean you always do the foundation check i would say okay and uh, uh, it's, it's the background, it's the thought process in the leadership is what you wanna invest in. Because we, I mean, we all wanna give something back to mm-hmm. the world and that's been my motto and anything which causes, uh, which is part of, uh, you say, wellness and uh, goodness, I think that should be the part of the investment.
0: All right. So for this next one, while we actually talk about specific examples that are particular to yourselves? I know that we're coming out of COVID. We're now doing these live events. I know that you've talked about what you did during COVID and now we're sort of in this hybrid model. And I know for some of it is how do you actually, I guess, plan, mitigate, try to actually like de-risk that where the exponential growth is going to be coming from, whether it's on the real estate side of things, if it's on that actual transition of wealth. How are you actually trying to navigate that to get ahead of the curve in those particular areas in your niche? So maybe it's just from doing those interviews and talking to other experts in that space. Is it something that you're doing on other market research outside of what's available to everyone else? What are you trying to actually do in your particular space to actually identify not just where the exponential growth has been, but then also where is it going? Because other people are going to start catching up to you. So what is, how do you get to that next one? Like What are you guys looking at as that next step? Does that make sense? So why don't we start, I guess, yeah, let's go on the transfer of well side.
3: Yeah, sure. I, so it sounds like how, how do you get the edge to, to find out investments that make make sense and that are going to be, I guess, winners? Maybe that's a good way to, to summarize that. Uh, I, I think it goes back to finding those who have the extensive track record of performance, and best in class in their niche focus. Whether and for me, well, I work with wealth advisors that are amazing at what they do, certified financial planners that are amazing at what they do. And then I also work with best in class commercial real estate operators and developers, right, and mobile home parks and multifamily and self storage and industrial. I also personally invest into these deals and underwrite deals and have that extensive background. So that helps me to understand the language of that. And when I don't have that particular language, I'm bringing in that expert in that. And so on the tax side, we work with um, a CPA a tax, he's one of my business partner, and he's, he's incredible at what he does. And I think it's just spending like those 10,000 hours and over many, 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 many years going back uh, since 2009. And, and just absorbing and learning from um, someone who's, who's way far ahead as a CPA and a tax attorney. That's how I've absorbed that. And I fell in love with what it could do. I think connecting that, falling in love, what it could do for, for those that you're serving, you feel called to serve with your unique gift and skill um, and, and and then continuing to maximize the impact for as many people as you can, that I think that aids into everything you're doing here.
0: For sure. And I think that's something that will set you apart as well, because once again, someone might have the exact same type of deal, but if they actually don't trust you, if you don't get along with them, or if they don't actually ma- like get past that first gate while in that introduction, like it's not going to matter. And they're going to see through whether you don't have passion, whether you don't believe in it. And that stuff comes across and it's sort of an unspoken skill that some people don't have, or maybe they don't have the passion or can't show it. So that's good that you can. Uh, Peggy, how about yourself? Well,
4: I think it's all about building the relationships with people. And building more relationships, finding the people that want to be in the niche that you're in and build that like, know, and trust relationship. That's what will make you wealthy as long as you keep your health.
0: No, that makes sense. And I, get, you mentioned it earlier about how you're the only woman on that's basically in your, I believe, in your firm or just in your space? Or what, did, what was that first comment you had? Well, made?
4: we're an independent capital raiser. Mm-hmm all the syndicators that we work with Mm -hmm. because we have about 20 syndicators we work with there's there's no women that are in the commercial world raising capital i know there are women that are in this industry but we just don't have any as our clients Mm -hmm. that makes sense but we've met some women but and they've gone out and bought properties but what we find with women is they want to start small which drives me crazy like why do you want to why does anybody want to start small think big nope. is there a book called think and grow big or something
0: yeah. No, yeah that's good we did have the question that came up earlier i believe in the front here about what can someone do in that space same thing what could someone and maybe it's just thinking bigger than what they're thinking right now but would you give any advice or any recommendations for what you're seeing, because you might have a different perspective that well, way.
4: I like to, I like to work with Bridget. She's got some great connections, and we'd be thrilled to, to teach them about investing, because that's what we do. If we like the deal, we'll invest ourselves, but it's got to be a really good deal. Or as I tell all of our clients, if it's not good enough for me, it's not good enough for you.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. But
4: how do you bring more women in? There's lots of them out there that want to. Mm-hmm. Women just have, women think differently than men do. Men are competitive, so they get in there and they outbid each other. Women put their deals together because they work together collaboratively, whatever that word is, <laughs> and uh, and and put their deals together that way. But that, I don't think women feel as secure and confident because they haven't had enough experience because they don't have the right mentors and they don't have the right coaches in place i mean i i have like five coaches i'm in i'm in more coaching calls sometimes than i am (laughs) meeting people and and uh learning more about them so you've got to you've got to keep building yourself you've got to keep building your confidence you can't know everything there is to know out there how how could you possibly but even in your own niche you've got to have the right coaches in place
0: okay no much appreciate. Love the perspective. And no, how about yourself?
2: Yeah, I mean, in in the private debt space, there's hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars that are that are coming into to our space. Um, but I think that the big thing is to to really, obviously, you got to stay ahead of the curve. Uh, you know, study as much as you can to understand. You know, where the areas of growth are, but but really kind of staying in your lane and not not reaching, especially. There's obviously uncertainty in the market right now. You know, if you have investors, I think if you try to get too creative and get outside of your lane, I think it's going to make investors nervous. Um, so, you know, just knowing knowing the markets that, that you're in, looking for areas for growth, but we are really staying in your lane.
0: And is there any particular research that you do that you would recommend or what you... Cause I... Most of you and all of you are probably experts in what you're doing, but you're constantly trying to learn what kind of research or what's something that you actually look for to try to get that ahead uh, that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we try to get as much market data that's, that's out there for, for each, each region that we're in, um, just every different aspect, You know, commercial real estate, land, um, residential real estate. So, so really just try to get the best data sources and, and study that and make, make good decisions based off of that.
1: Okay, appreciate it. And Sanjeev, how about you finish this up? Creativity has, is endless. So I, b- I believe that everybody should uh, think in that direction. We keep coming up with new ideas. What is more important is our people are happy, because happy people think better, mm-hmm. right? So we keep, we keep an environment where everybody's happy, mostly everybody's happy. <laughs> and, uh, so, and, and then we get best-in-class, happy people doing creative stuff. Mm-hmm. creating new things and as i said before i mean we never even thought we were going to be in ai mm. we happen to be in ai doing a good job and continue to do so so i love that well everyone let's give our panel number four a big round of
0: applause thank you so much for coming i love it